What's holding you back from hiring a virtual assistant? I know for me, sometimes I feel like I just don't want to make a mistake or I don't want to make another mistake. Well, guess what? I've, I've hired maybe 50 virtual assistants in my past for working with therapy practices and I've made most of the mistakes you can make. And Whitney Owens does an interview with me on her podcast, the Wise Practice Podcast, about just three of those mistakes. And I wanted to share those with you so that you don't make them in the future. We talk about hiring virtual assistants with mental health experiences, hiring virtual assistants that understand tech, and also hiring virtual assistants not based on your gut feeling, but based on empirical data. So take a listen to that. There's also a couple other tips in there about hiring a virtual assistant. Also on her webpage and on her show notes, I have a link in there for you to get a virtual assistant job description with 10 behaviors to look for, as well as questions for you to ask in the interview about how to draw out those behaviors. So you're making great information. You're getting the data you need on the behaviors you're looking for to make the best hire for your virtual assistant. So head on over to WhitneyOwens.com and click the podcast page and you will see our, our interview there. Make sure you go to the show notes and look at some of the links there for resources on virtual assistants. Welcome back to the Scaling Therapy Practice. This is James Marlins. Today we have a special guest, Leo D. Brock. Did I say oh, that Nailed right? it. Yes. Okay, good. Don't don't ask me to do it again. Leo, I'm going to stick with Leo. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> For the rest of the episode, uh, he is a licensed mental health counselor and child mental health specialist in Washington State. Wow, that's kind of far from me. I'm in mm. Pennsylvania. Mm. So you are way up northwest right? way up in the corner yeah yeah all right we'll, we'll talk about that in a second <laughs> right. he's the pre president and founder of the counselor's choice award llc which reviews and promotes scientifically validated counseling products therapeutic tools and books he's written several children's therapy books which are self-published and available on amazon.com we'll get those links for you in the show notes and he uses it for therapy settings, addressing grief, self-confidence, addiction, neglect, abuse, and others. And I, I identify with his last sentence here, yeah. Leo. He, has a he had a difficult time summarizing himself in three to five sentences for James to read as an introduction. And I think that's one of the hardest parts of coming on a show is like, how do I write about myself? But you did a good job. I, I, I feel oh, good. a lot. So uh, Leo, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you kindly. It's it's been nice up in here in Washington. I'll say we had our first day over 65 degrees in over 125 days. And we were people out with socks and sandals. I call that the Washington uniform and you know, <laughs> short sleeve shirts and tank tops cuz it was 60 degrees and I was one of them. It was every chance you have to get vitamin D, we take it. We've got a saying out here. It started as a joke, but now people just say it. The mountains are out, which means that it's not cloudy. So oh, that's great. Yeah, it's it's like it's not even funny, though. It's just like a saying now because it just doesn't. Yeah, the mountains are out. Oh, look, it doesn't clear up. So you have you have mountains. Does that mean there's like skiing and mountain activities? 
Oh, do we ever. So the hiking out here, everyone always talks about, which is great uh, if you're into hiking. I love our beaches here. They're overcast. They're windy. The sand is brown, you know, and hard. And you can just be out there and it's so peaceful. There's nobody out there. The Washington beaches are where it's at, honestly. No one ever talks about them. No one ever thinks about them. So they're perfect. I really identified with what you said because that was my favorite part. To sit in and listen in and walk in and like the views and the overlook and lighthouses and I don't know. It was just amazing. I've always been fond of them. So let's let's talk about our a tool or tip or tech of the week. Do you have one that you want to you want to share with people? I'm I do, but I'm going to just like caveat it first. I'm super biased because <laughs> I published my 7th book sweet last week. Awesome. Um, yeah, so I'm a little biased. I think that one's great personally. It's called The Trot Hotel. It's aimed for kind of middle school aged kids to early high school. And it's it's up on Amazon. So the trust hotel is about trying to understand trust like you would floors on a hotel where there's a lobby where, you know, you'll you'll get to know anyone. You'll have a coffee with them, whatever. And then there's the first floor, kind of crappy rooms, not stuff you're worried about being broken. And then it kind of goes up until you get to the penthouse where that's anybody you can trust. And then there's a doghouse where it's like, People who have wrecked one of the rooms and maybe you gave them a second chance. Maybe you didn't. It's up to you. But now they're in the doghouse. They're not allowed back in. Right. Mm. So it's it's a cute little, you know, short I think it's 28 page book or whatever that you can do in a therapy session. It's made for school counselors and therapists. And I absolutely adore it, but I'm biased. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Well, you get. Yeah. Yeah. The, the uh, trust hotel. Yes. On, and, uh, on Amazon. Cool. It sounds like a neat little therapy tool to use. So my 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 tip of the week is just watch out for how much information you're consuming. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm still reading the book the, the four I think it's the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss. Reading is a uh, in quotes. I'm listening to it on Audible because <laughs> I like to listen to things while I'm doing other things. And I don't know about I don't know about you, but I. Why, why do I feel like I have to listen to it at 1.5 or 2.5 speed? Oh, I don't know, but, but uh, that's what I do. And uh, so anyways, I'm listening to it and, and he was really challenging us to, you know, how much time are you wasting by consuming information that you don't use? And that could be even good stuff like newspapers or watching the news or even like not not bad stuff, but like social media posts and mm. YouTube videos. I know like for whatever reason, when I click on a YouTube video or a Facebook video about something, it always goes to like things that I'm interested in or like, like s- spaceships or car crashes yep. or just like informational things and it's endless and then is is my life any better like did i improve my life by watching <laughs> one more car you know car crash video or dash mm-hmm. yeah i guess they're dash cam videos yeah like my life's no better doing that so he, he's really challenging uh to to be like cut that cut that stuff out your life's no better and you can do better stuff with your time so i'm like you oh, know that's that's pretty good tim ferris I have to say, like, going through, like, your YouTube history or something oh. like that, and you're just like, why did I, who clicked on this? And you're just yeah, like, oh. This goes and goes. So that was very, very challenging. So that's my tip of the week. Thank you. I like that one. I'm going to use that one, too, honestly. Well, 
the harder part for this, the action step was go on a go on an information fast for seven days. And I'm just like, oh man. Ooh. Like, yeah, just like just just do few simple things and turn off the other stuff to detox yourself. It's like a detoxing because we're addicted. I'm addicted to information. Useless. I'm addicted to useless information. But it feels like you're being so productive because you've something though but yeah I, not really. yes but just before the show i clicked on like like why this marvel actor was fired that's <laughs> <laughs> super useful to your life i'm sure like, i right? won't even remember it you want to take their job now. that's why you're gonna go yeah for <laughs> sure but i spent five minutes reading this article about somebody i didn't even know because it had the word you know marvel in it mm -hmm. but okay so <laughs> Let's let's get into a little our interview with Leo. Leo, I ran into you because you had this an interesting web page. It's the Counselor's mm -hmm. Choice Award, or what's what's the web? What's the URL actually? Yeah, it's uh, counselorschoiceaward.com is the full uh, full URL though. Okay, great. And I hadn't heard of too many of those types of awards before, and I thought it would be interesting for the audience as part of a as part of like, you know, scaling through community or scaling through uh, one of one of the things that people are always looking for are testimonials like, oh, mm. this works. So how does mm. that work? So I thought I'd bring you on the show and let you you talk about your, you know, how you got started and what what it does for people. So, yeah. How, how did you get started with this? Yeah. that's So I have a mantra that there isn't a somebody. People always say, oh, like, oh, somebody should go take care of that. Somebody should go do this. And it started out where it was, oh, somebody should write child therapy books because there really aren't many for therapists to use. I said, yeah, somebody. And then I started doing it. Now I'm seven <laughs> books later. And it kind of also, I ended up working with a coworker to help doing the illustrations and things like that. And we worked together and it was actually really fun to do. And, you know, we would have conversations around the water cooler so to speak, to say, you know, somebody really should help with all of these therapy sites that were coming out at the time, the online hell that they didn't vet therapists. You know, some of them were claiming to be licensed that just flat out mm -hmm. weren't. And we're like, wow, somebody really should like have a way to a better business bureau of sorts to make sure that like these places are legit, someplace that both therapists can use as well as, you know, consumers, you know, to be able to identify what is this? Is it really legit? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, somebody should do that. And here somebody, we are. Somebody, yeah. So I am somebody. They, so we and some of my coworkers kind of started this because we wanted to make sure these therapy tools and products that get advertised actually have some validity to them and get some sense of review. So our slogan, reviewed by licensed mental health therapists, is kind of our, our, our go-to because everything we post Everything we do has to be reviewed. And we kind of base all of our work on the scientific model, how a academic journal, peer reviewed journal works, where their user submits it. And then uh, at me, I would be kind of the editor in this case. I send it out to my volunteers, the people who review it. And then if everyone approves, we, we host their information. We make blog posts about it. We put them on our honorees. We throw the information out on social media. We let them use our logo on their website. We know like we let them blast it because if it's a good tool, you can't drown out the bad stuff. There's always going to be it, but you can make good stuff louder. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of been our, our goal. So we've decided to do this in three different big ways. The first way is if someone has a therapy product, a book, 
you know, the receptionist is something I know you've had. For yeah, Michael Ashford. That's um, right. Yeah. Uh, he was awesome. We're, he is honestly the best. I love him. We're, we're kind of working together to go through his product at the moment as well. See if it meets. It sounds like it's probably going to get approved. I'm waiting on one more person. Oh, so you can submit like not, not just therapy books, but products used mm -hmm. in a therapy office. Precisely. Like anything uh, that's going to help a therapist and we want to look distinguished for therapists to find, we're going to do it. Oh, that's cool. That, yeah, that kind of puts a little twist on it too. Exactly. Right. Because, uh, I mean, well, there's another one, Brighter Visions. I think I've been yep. working with them and they make websites and mm -hmm. um, they make it real easy. The things that make being a therapist for the therapist as opposed to being the business owner, right? Or being you know, working on scaling your practice, which, as you know, is a lot of work, but it doesn't really have to be, right? That's the reason you're listening mm -hmm. to this podcast is because it mm -hmm. really doesn't have to be if you know what you're doing, work smarter, not harder. Things that like that can all, you know, submit for Counselor's Choice Award. And, and, oh, sorry, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Now, my comment was not related to anything. The work smarter, not harder made me think of Scrooge McDuck. That, okay. Well, uh, <laughs> well I mean, I would love to swim in money too, honestly. Yeah, I know. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to turn it down, but I, yeah. yeah. Well, that's kind of the other mindset we, we have to keep in mind is that people think, oh, rich people are these, these bad people that are yeah. taking advantage of others. And that's just not the case. If you're running a good business, you're going to be available to help more people than if you're scrounging for pennies every week. If you're, you're needing to do this, stuff like Counselor's Choice Award is meant to make that easier for you to run a better business, find the things that you need to do that. So we, we don't charge anything to apply. It's free to apply because we ask for donations, either donations of your money to help. I mean, the websites aren't free or donation of your time to be a volunteer if you're a licensed mental health therapist mm -hmm. uh, or psychologist, things like that. And in my experience, 5% of people donate one of those two things when they submit an application. Now, I don't tell my reviewers whether they've donated or mm -hmm. chosen to volunteer or anything so that we kind of keep it separate. But as a result, anyone can, we, there's no ceiling or floor there. They can just, anyone can apply for it and we can send it out to reviewers who are volunteers and it really makes it really accessible that way. So it's, it's just, you know, these big therapy products and tools, but anybody who's got a book, anybody who's got something that, that can help us. So you can, you can submit your own stuff. You're saying like, if uh, I most people five, do exactly. Yeah. Most people submit their own things. Like there's no like, Hey, well, what if I like somebody else's stuff? Am I allowed to submit? You other? totally can. And we've Oops. done that for a few things like Claudia Black's pretty well known. We had someone else kind of submit her stuff and we're like, yeah, she's, she's got great stuff on addiction. Why, why wouldn't we approve this? Um, mm. Why wouldn't we have that? Cause this is extremely high quality work that she does. So someone else submitted hers and, you know, now she's on our list of honorees and everything too. And in the vetting process, do you, if so, if something isn't, doesn't like pan out or they don't get approved, do you give them recommendations on how to improve or is it just a uh, yes, no binary thing? Yeah. And, and that's part of the, the efforts that the volunteers do really, really good work on, which is that 90% of the time, we just have to come back with more questions or more specifics. Mm -hmm. uh, but if it's, if it's a no, you, you kind of can tell pretty quickly 
the idea is that we're we're looking to be able to give feedback here mm-hmm. uh, for for them for the positives or the negative the the <laughs> the idea is that when you submit if there's certain things we're going to tell you hey you know this is missing you know any sort of scientific validity has this been has this been tried in different settings before things like that so it's it's pretty rare that we're going to just telling you like, sorry, you get rejected or get ghosted. It's, it just doesn't happen. Okay. Yeah. The, the other area that surprises a lot of people is we do it for group and private practices. We've even done it for an inpatient hospital. So if you just have a private practice or even a small group practice, and you're looking to be able to look a little bit more distinguished in your area, you can throw it in for yourself there as well. We're more than happy to We the applications pretty straightforward. It's the thing if you're Running a good practice, you're doing already from what, what is your wait list and uh, how long is it? You know, do you, what do you do when you're out of the office? Do you have someone available for crises? You know, do you accept hospital discharges? And then the big one is, do you accept everyone and everyone, anyone? And a lot of people are going to be like, oh, yeah, well, I'll accept anybody. And then the next question is, what qualifies you to do that? You know, what are your spec? What are your trainings? Because if you're accepting everyone and anyone, you need to be basically the Renaissance man and have <laughs> credentials in everything, right? So it's it's just it's common sense stuff. Like if you're yeah. running a good practice and it's it's meeting certain standards, we'll give you the the logo to put on your website. We'll blast out that you know you've won the award, things like that. Uh, because we really want these private practices that that do those basic standards that beyond just licensure to, to get mm-hmm. recognized. It's not easy. Yeah. So one, one more one more voice when they could be choosing a lot of other things. Oh, this person has has been nominated or recognized. So mm-hmm. and think about this. If you're trying to grow your practice and I'm a therapist looking at what place to join, you know, after mm-hmm. I've gotten my license, mm-hmm. I'm going to be looking for one that's also more distinguished, one that's more got some kind of recognition besides just that we're licensed. You know, we've got our business license. We've hung a shingle because a lot of places aren't going to be joint commission authorized and things like that if they're kind of not gigantic, right? Sorry, the what the hospital I worked for was joint commission accredited. Yeah, what a nightmare! That yeah, was. there was joint so much extra work. Reviews. So um, objects to work. Anyway, sorry. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'll get over that little flash Just of pain. Deep breath. It's okay. <laughs> um, joint commission is a sort of trigger word for me. Where? Where? Like, are they coming in today? Are they? Are they is stuff? it today? Is today? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't study. Oh uh, man! Uh, fun times. Fun times. Yeah. So that's that's kind of the other, and then the last big piece for us is just starting this year. We've put in for accreditation for providing continuing education credits. So we now provide free continuing education credits that are accredited for some really, I think dang good courses. I say that because I made a couple of them. But uh, (laughs) a lot of group practices and private practices are trying to showcase their expertise and providing continuing education credits not only provides extra income and it's super easy to do. You don't need, you know, special heavy equipment or anything like that. But it it also is a nice way to be able to um, help the other people in the profession. So what we're doing is we will host the videos, we will go through the accommodation requirements, everything that's hard to do and all the person needs to do 
is focus on making a really high quality course. And this is where good business versus bad business comes in. There is a grimy thing a lot of other places do business-wise, which is when is you sign up for with them to sell their education course with them, you lose exclusivity. You cannot sell it anywhere else. You cannot teach it again. Mm -hmm. You cannot do anything. You're, 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 you're just, you're stuck. In fact, there's one place I was talking to that you can't even teach the same material. So if you spent eight years in, you know, grad school learning something mm -hmm. and got your PhD and now you've taught this course, which you wrote your dissertation on and you taught a course with them, you can never, ever teach that course ever again, even though you spent years of your life. That's awful. And they're a nonprofit, by the way, in California. And I'm like, why is that okay? Why is that allowed? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's it's unethical. So we don't sign for exclusivity. In fact, we work with other people to get your course in more places. Because if it's a really good course, we want it to be out there as much as possible. Mm -hmm. So if they people don't know how to make a course, they've never made one before, but they're interested, I'll talk with or someone from our team. Well, to show them how to do it. We have templates to go through. We will show them the list of requirements for different accreditation standards. It's it's way more accessible. I You can literally make a course in a day or just between your no-shows in a week. It's mm -hmm. it's not hard if you're already an expert in that area and you know a lot about it, which a lot of people have specialties. So we've we've kind of expanded into that area recently because the businesses, the way that they're being run, they need to be taken down. Like they they just need mm -hmm. to be punched in the face because it's not okay. And and someone someone should do something, right? Someone should run a business differently so that people can get good continuing education courses. Well, we're someone. Cool. So that that's really interesting. So you're making it easy for people to use their expert knowledge to help other people and earn some money. I guess. Yeah, passive no, income because like... we do asynchronous courses. And it actually adds up quite a bit once you get, you know, three or four courses going. Cool. You can quit your day job, but, you know, go on vacation, spend that 15 hour yeah. trip up to the beach. It's not a bad idea. Well, that's that's part of the that's part of the problem with only earning money when you're behind the chair and somebody's in front of you. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you can't if you need to pay the bills, you can't stop it. Like you can't yeah. stop seeing people going on vacation is not just you know going on vacation it's going on vacation and missing a week or two of work you know mm -hmm. so it's like extra hard so how do you add a revenue stream that might not make up for you know quitting therapy completely mm -hmm. but but how do you use you know maximize maximize your skills like maximize the knowledge that you have in in using it in an alternative way like not not a hundred percent pivot, but like an an addition to what you're doing. And I think online courses, CEU mm. courses, training courses, video courses, it's just so much easier now than it, it used to be. Like the technology's mm -hmm. good, the cameras are good, the the microphones are relatively cheap. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> Depends on the day. Well, the it you can go down the thousand dollar rabbit trail, but most of the time for what? for what we use, you know, a hundred dollars is fine. So, yeah. Well, the thing is like, I know every single therapist has taken a bad course, right? One that mm -hmm. is either too advanced or too basic or just not something they're going to use. And 
it's a waste of everybody's time and energy, right? The yeah. Time that could be better spent being a therapist. We'd really like to nip that in the bud. I went to this one course where the, the person wanted to talk about a book and then they just left for like three minutes to go get the book in the middle of the course. And I'm like, what's this? What did I just pay for? Like, yeah. how is this allowed? So making sure that you've got you know, good material for then you know what you're buying is going to be of quality mm -hmm. is is so important when it is that easy. When anyone with a microphone and camera can do it, unfortunately, that lowers the bar quite a bit, too. Yeah. So how do you how do you help them ensure quality then when they're making the, the courses? Yeah, we've got about 15 things they have to do. It's it's but they're like, that's how you do anything, including getting a business. It's a, just a bunch of tiny steps. So everything from do you have recent you know, cited articles within the past 10 years? Because if it's not within the past 10 years and you're citing research from the 1940s or 60s or something mm -hmm. like, OK, there's got to be a real good reason for this. So it's got to be recent research, something that's current. There needs to be depending on the material, like a, a case presentation of sorts, obviously not a real case, but something that can help them kind of really digest it. It can't be, you know, a bunch of videos just shackled together and stitched to make a course. It actually has to be, you know, you presenting materials. So fairly straightforward, fairly straightforward things that you'd think is actually a pretty low bar, but you'd be surprised you know, if you'd never made a course before. You don't know what you don't know. Uh, you mm -hmm. don't know what to ask. Some of the other pretty straightforward ones is that you are able to have a, a post test that is adequate. You know, if mm -hmm. someone who's never taken the course can pass the post test, which is why this stuff is reviewed by therapists, you know exactly what's going to happen. They're not going to watch it or they're not going to read it and they're going to click right. to the post test. And you're like, we, so we have a, little bit stricter requirements and when we get reviewed we have the, our reviewers take the post test first and if they can pass it without doing the test means either they're already an expert in that area in which case we'll pick, get a different reviewer or they need to write a better post test oh very interesting yeah it's not great for the buyer side because they want an easy post test but like we're, we're more obsessed with quality than quantity yeah that you're you're for those people, that's not your audience. You don't want no. the people who just want the easy course. Your audience is somebody who actually wants to learn something or be inspired or, you know, get actually get use from the mandatory credits. So how many courses do you have right now? The last time I checked about a dozen, I've got a, I've got no like one or two coming in a week at this point, because that's kind of the nice thing about it. Once I've trained people on how to do this, they can just start sending it in. And what a lot of therapists are doing is one person I work with, they have their courses available on their site so they can take them there if they want, or they can, you know, anyone that they direct our way, they're going to get a, a fee split for that. And a couple other ones, they have on their website just a link because they don't want to host the videos. They don't want to have to deal with accommodations mm -hmm. or accreditation. It's, it's just a link that sends it straight to their course on our website, not our, all of our courses, just their course. And are um, they accredited or is it your site is accredited? Yeah, that's where it gets tricky. So we're accredited as a provider. So when we review it, we sometimes do certain video editing and accommodation standards to make it accredited. 
for example, if you taught it live and you recorded it and now you want to sell that recording, we have to cut out all the breaks because that we can't mm -hmm. be accredited and have a 15 minute break where right. they just stare at a video screen. Right. So we have to cut stuff out to stay accredited. So it's us that are accredited, but we host the course, which then after our edits meets those same standards. Interesting. Cool. I like it. And that, I suppose the applications, it's all on the web page, right? Oh, yeah. It's How just to do that. On the top banner, you hit apply now and it'll be right there. It's, it's, it's easy, though. And it's something that will make your practice, especially if you have therapists that work for you and you know that they've got no shows or you know that they're slowly building up their clientele and doing intakes. Make them make a course while they've got downtime. It doesn't take long to make a two-hour course. It really yeah, they've doesn't. already done a dissertation or something. You know, right. they've already got this massive research project that they could do, even if they're new. Yeah, it's it's they have something, and, and and it's probably valuable. Like like most most man, most therapists I talk to, even their like Facebook posts could be a course. Sometimes you know they're. Yeah. These are like the three things I did today that made my life better. And I'm like, what? That's amazing. And yes, it's, it's, you know, it's just like one of the most, I think it's an undertapped, that knowledge is undertapped. Like it's just not, it's it, because it's always behind the chair, right? It's always one-to-one. Mm -hmm. -one. And how do you take that and make it one-to-many, you know, online courses, CEUs, mm -hmm. book, you know, your books, that's another way to take it from one-to-many is just something that should be explored because you're not going to, you're not going to be behind the chair forever. Right. So what are you going to do? What do you like? How do you prepare for your future today? Yeah. The passive income stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so we've talked about the, the awards. We've talked about CEUs. Was there anything else that you wanted to talk about or bring up about, about your webpage or what you're doing? I just want to say one other thing, which is that we're always looking for donors and we're always looking for volunteers because it's free to apply. So, I mean, why not? You know, there's no, there's no cost to you. The application isn't long. You know, if you, you miss something, we'll just reply back in an email that said, hey, what about this? So it, what harm does it, is there in a, just applying for Counselor's mm -hmm. Choice Award for your private practice or group practice? Because it's, it's if you're doing everything right, we really do want to recognize you for that. It's it is a big deal and it shouldn't just be seen as, oh, I met the bar, because if you really were to help your clients, people need to know it and they need to use that as a model to help themselves, because there are there are a lot of people that struggle with these these business sides of things or what to do with their wait lists, et cetera. No, that, that's great. Does it doesn't hurt to apply? It's it's free to apply, and you know that the recognitions and the testimonials are are something that we all need. I think like it's it's all something that is great. Um, mm. Before we go, I wanted to. You, do you have a story about why you you don't wait for somebody? <laughs> I have many stories for that, but um. that, that came up a couple times and mm. it's, it sounds personal and sort of like, like it's, it's, it, we, we have mantras we live by because of reasons, you know? Mm. So what was your reason to live by this? So that's, so I grew up in Everett, North of Seattle. If you've ever heard of a Boeing plane, 
It's a good probability that was built or designed there. Northrop Grumman, things like that. So it's 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 a lot of work to be work for 120,000 people to work at just a couple of Boeing factories. So it's a lot of blue collar work. And one of the areas that I I grew up and lived in, it really felt normal for there to always say, oh yeah, we should we should do these things. And one of the things was there we should have therapists and counselors just in schools because there's a lot of kids that need therapy that don't have a way to have their parents get, take them to a therapy office. And I just heard that so long in my life for such a long time. I'm like, well, somebody needs to do that. And hearing that over and over again that, oh, we really got to do this. And they would post jobs. It's not like they weren't trying, but no one would do it because like mm -hmm. they, they'd pay peanuts, right? Because that's all that they had, and it's an untried program. And I, I got went to grad school. I was finally got this job, and I'm like, well, it's time. And I went, I moved back across state to my hometown, and I started that job, and it was fantastic. And it was, and has been kind of this that amazing journey that mm. uh, to finally be able to be that somebody. And why stop there? There's so many other things to, to be done. Wow. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry for springing that on you at the end <laughs> as we're wrapping up, but I, it just, I just kept coming back to that. Like, you, you know, waiting for somebody, just how personal it is to you. And you've like, you, you've made it your mantra and it, it sounds like it keeps, you know, you're growing, you know, you're, you keep doing things and challenging yourself and it has worked, you know, it's done well for you. So. Thank you for that. So before, before we end, what's one thing you want people to remember? If they could only remember one thing, mm -hmm. you know, what's that one thing you want them to take with you? I want to take with them that there is, I want them to take with them that there is more than one way to be able to scale your practice. And there might be ways you're not thinking about those other ways are producing products, therapy tools, continuing education courses as well as getting recognized for your hard work through Counselor's Choice Award, that there's more than one way to scale a practice. It's not a straight line. Great. The one thing I'm going to take away is people always say that they don't, they don't have enough time to do these things, but you've said, why don't you just do it during your no-shows? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. brilliant. You got 30 minutes, 45 minutes, set up a sprint for yourself. Turn off the just, phone. Just yeah, put the phone away. Stop, stop feeding yourself with worthless information. <laughs> Crack away at something important for, for 30, 40 minutes. And if you have a couple no-shows a week, you got an extra two hours a week to, to figure stuff out. So yeah. unless you don't get no-shows, then you're going to have to figure out something else. But I <laughs> bet everybody gets no-shows every once in a while. So awesome. So Leo, thanks for thanks for coming on the show. I really enjoyed what you were talking and sharing and your heart and your mission and your passion. Can you share again, you know, where can people find you and what, what are some of your offers? Yeah. Thank you so much for me. So counselor's choice award is the name. You just Google that. It'll pop right up counselor's choice award.com. And the other, other area for that is that different kind of 
uh, honorees that we have are everything from authors and producers of, of children therapy books to tools that you might need if you're trying to scale your practice and continuing education courses that are accredited and free because we think that they are some courses that every therapist should be aware of and know how to, how to use. And I really, really am honored to be on here. I, I really enjoy some of the the material that you present and the way that you present it, James. It's it's hard to learn something and enjoy it in the same time. <laughs> oh, good. Well, thanks, Leo. I, I appreciate it. And that's Leo at the Counselor's Choice Award dot com. He's the author of seven. I seven, think so. Nope. Maybe I'm class count. <laughs> <laughs> seven children's book, the most recent, the the Trust Hotel. Uh, thanks for thanks everybody for joining us. I really do appreciate the audience. If you want to give us a like or share, that would be amazing. And remember to take those small steps every day that lead to big growth. We'll see you next time. Psych Maven is proud to support the Scaling Therapy Practice Podcast. And if you are someone looking for ideas that are tailored to your own personal style on how to scale and grow your own impact and income as a mental health provider, we hope you might check out our free online assessment. If you go to stp.psychmaven.com, you can take our free personal inventory and find out what your builder type is as a helping professional. This assessment is quick and fun, and it comes with tons of customized resources with your results, so you can discover the best ways to scale that match your own personality. Find the assessment at stp.psychmaven.com. That is stp.psychmaven.com. Have fun with it. Thank you for listening to the Scaling Therapy Practice. I hope you enjoyed the show. I want to remind you that the content shared today is for general information and entertainment purposes only. It should be considered as legal or tax advice. If you need a professional advice in those areas, please consult with a licensed attorney or accountant. But thank you so much for listening. The Scaling Therapy Practice is part of the SciCraft Network.